Giovanni Macciocha, The Foundations of Chinese Medicine Chapter 6. The Functions of the Heart The heart is considered to be the most important of all the internal organs, sometimes described as the ruler of, or monarch of the internal organs. The Simple Questions in Chapter 8 says, The heart is like the monarch and it governs the mind. The Spiritual Axis in Chapter 71 says, the heart is the monarch of the five yin organs and the six yang organs and it is the residence of the mind. The heart's main functions are to govern blood and blood vessels and to house the mind. The functions of the heart are it governs blood, it controls the blood vessels, it manifests in the complexion, it houses the mind, it opens into the tongue and it controls sweat. 1. Governs blood. The heart governs blood in two ways. A. The transformation of food key into blood takes place in the heart. B. The heart is responsible for the circulation of blood just the same as in Western medicine, although in Chinese medicine other organs, notably the lungs, spleen and liver, also play a role in the circulation of blood. A healthy heart is essential for proper supply of blood to all the body tissues. When its function is impaired, i.e. heart blood is deficient, the circulation of blood is slack and the hands may be cold. The relation between heart and blood is an important in another way, as it determines the strength of constitution of an individual. Although our constitution is primarily related to the essence in the kidney, it is also partly determined by the relative constitutional strength of the heart and blood. If the heart is strong, blood in ample supply and its circulation good, a person will be full of vigour and have a good constitution. If the heart is constitutionally weak and the blood deficient, a person will have poor constitution and lack strength. The constitutional weakness of the heart is sometimes manifested with a shallow, long crack in the midline of the tongue and a weak pulse on both the heart and kidney positions. The simple questions in chapter 10 says, Blood pertains to the heart. 2. Controls the blood vessels. The state of the heart's energy is reflected in the state of the blood vessels. Blood vessels depend on the heart's key and blood. If heart key is strong, the blood vessels will be in a good state and the pulse will be full and regular. If heart key is weak, the pulse may be feeble and irregular. The simple questions in chapter 44 says, The heart governs the blood vessels. 3. Manifests in the complexion. The heart governs blood and blood vessels and distributes blood all over the body. The state of the heart and blood can therefore be reflected in the complexion. If blood is abundant and the heart strong, the complexion will be rosy and lustrous. If blood is deficient, the complexion will be pale or bright white. If blood is stagnant, the complexion will be bluish purple, and if the heart has heat, the complexion will be too red. The simple questions in chapter 10 says, The heart manifests in the complexion. 4. Houses the mind. Chinese medicine holds that the heart is the residence of the mind, or shen. The word shen can have many different meanings, and in Chinese medicine it is used in at least two different contexts. Firstly, shen indicates a complex of mental faculties which are said to reside in the heart. In this sense, the shen corresponds to the mind and is specifically related to the heart. Secondly, shen is used to indicate the whole sphere of emotional and mental and spiritual aspects of a human being. 
In this sense, it is related not only to the heart, but encompasses the emotional, mental and spiritual phenomena of all the other organs, notably the yin organs. Let us now discuss the nature and functions of the mind in the first sense outlined above. According to Chinese medicine, mental activity and consciousness reside in the heart. This means that the state of the heart and blood will affect the mental activities including the emotional state. In particular, five functions are affected by the state of the heart. 1. Mental activity, including emotions. 2. Consciousness. 3. Memory. 4. Thinking. 5. Sleep. If the heart is strong and the blood abundant, there will be normal mental activity, a balanced emotional life, clear consciousness, a good memory, keen thinking and good sleep. If the heart is weak and the blood deficient, there may be mental problems such as depression, poor memory, dull thinking, insomnia or somnolence, and in extreme cases, unconsciousness. The simple questions in chapter 9 says, the heart is in control of the mind. The spiritual axis in chapter 71 says, the heart is a residence on the mind. Thus, some of the heart functions in relation to the mind, such as memory and intelligence, correspond to the brain's mental activities from a modern medical viewpoint. For example, the intellectual power of a slow-to-learn child can, to a certain extent, be stimulated by tonifying the heart. The heart's function of housing the mind depends on an adequate nourishment from the blood and, conversely, the heart's job of governing blood depends on the mind. Thus, there is a relation of mutual dependence between the functions of controlling blood and that of housing the mind. The blood is the root of the mind. This concept is important in practice. As heart blood roots the mind, it embraces it and anchors it so that mind will be peaceful and happy. If heart blood is deficient and does not root the mind, this will result in mental restlessness, depression, anxiety and insomnia. Conversely, mental restlessness, emotional problems and sadness can induce a deficiency of blood in the heart causing palpitations, a pale complexion and a weak or irregular pulse. Apart from the mental activity aspect, the mind also affects the emotional state. If the heart is strong, the mind will also be strong and the person will be happy. If the heart is weak, the mind lacks vitality and the person will be sad or depressed or in low spirits. If the heart is in an excess condition, the mind will be affected and the person may display symptoms of mental illness such as manic depression. Of course, this is an oversimplification as a person's emotional state is related to all the other organs too. On an emotional level, the state of the heart determines a person's capacity to form meaningful relationships. A healthy heart and mind will positively influence our ability to relate to other people and conversely emotional problems due to difficult relationships can weaken the heart and mind. Chinese medicine sees the mind closely linked to the body. Essence and key form the physical basis for the mind. If the essence is flourishing and key vital then the mind will be happy and peaceful. Conversely if the essence is weak and key deficient the mind will suffer. For this reason, the glitter of the eyes shows both the state of the essence and the mind. Essence, key and mind are called the three treasures. We can now discuss the nature of Shen 
in its second sense, i.e. not as the mind residing in the heart, but as the whole complex of emotional, mental and spiritual aspects of a human being. In this sense, it is related not only to the heart, but also encompasses mental and spiritual aspects related to other organs, and particularly the yin organs. For this reason, it would be wrong to identify our mental and spiritual life simply with the heart. All five yin organs influence emotions, mind and spirit in different ways. Each of the five yin organs is related to a certain mental aspect. These are the mind, shen, for the heart, the ethereal soul, hun, for the liver, the corporeal soul, po, for the lungs, the willpower, ji, for the kidneys, thought, yi, for the spleen. The simple questions in chapter 23 says, the heart houses the mind, shen, the lungs house the corporeal soul, po, the liver houses the ethereal soul, hun, the spleen houses thought, yi, and the kidneys house willpower, ji. The commentary, based also on passages from the spiritual axis, adds, the mind is a transformation of essence and key. Both essences, i.e. the pre-heaven and post-heaven essences, contribute to forming the mind. The corporeal soul is the assistant of the essence and key. It is close to the essence, but it moves in and out. The ethereal soul complements the mind and key. It is close to the mind, but it comes and goes. Thought corresponds to memory. It is the memory which depends on the heart. The willpower is like purposeful and focused mind. The kidneys store essence, and through the willpower they can fulfil our destiny. The complex of these five mental and spiritual phenomena represents the Chinese medical view of body and mind. Each of these will be discussed in more detail with the functions and their relevant organ. The ethereal soul, hun, pertaining to the liver, broadly corresponds to our Western concept of soul or spirit. According to ancient Chinese beliefs, it enters the body shortly after birth. It is ethereal in nature, as opposed to the corporeal soul, which is more physical, and after death it survives the body. The ethereal soul can be described as that part of the soul, as opposed to the corporeal soul, which at death leaves the body, carrying with it an appearance of physical form. The corporeal soul, po, can be described as that part of the soul, as opposed to the ethereal soul, which is indissolubly attached to the body and goes down to the earth with it at death. The corporeal soul is closely linked to the body and it could be described as a somatic expression of the soul. As the simple question says in the passage mentioned above, the corporeal soul is close to essence and key. The classic of categories, 1624, says... The corporeal soul moves and accomplishes things and, when it is active, pain and itching can be felt. This passage illustrates just how physical the corporeal soul is. It gives us the capacity of sensation, feeling, hearing and sight. The willpower, she, resides in the kidneys and it is the mental drive that gives us determination and single-mindedness in the pursuit of our goals. Thought, yi, resides in the spleen and corresponds to our capacity for applied thinking, studying, concentrating and memorising. 
Although thought is said to reside in the spleen, the heart also affects thinking and memory, as shown by the passage from the Simple Questions, chapter 23 mentioned above. Thus, while the shen which resides in the heart corresponds to the mind, the shen which indicates the complex of mental and spiritual aspects of a human being more appropriately corresponds to spirit. In some cases, the word shen is used in Chinese medical classics to indicate the outward appearance of something. For example, the shen of a face indicates an appearance of vitality. A tongue is said to have spirit, shen, when it looks vital, bright and flourishing. Number five, opens into the tongue. The tongue is considered to be the offshoot of the heart. The heart controls the colour, form and appearance of the tongue. It is in particular related to the tip of the tongue. It also controls the sense of taste. If the heart is normal, the tongue will have a normal pale red colour and the sense of taste will be normal. If the heart has heat, the tongue may be dry and dark red, the tip may be redder and swollen, and there may be a bitter taste. If the heat is severe, the tongue may have ulcers which are red and painful. If the heart is weak and the blood deficient, the tongue may be pale and thin. The spiritual axis in chapter 17 says, Heart key communicates with the tongue. If the heart is normal, the tongue can distinguish the five tastes. The condition of the heart also affects speech and abnormalities may cause stuttering or aphasia. Apart from speech difficulties themselves, the heart also influences talking and laughing. Often, a disharmony of the heart, whether excess or deficiency, can cause a person to talk incessantly or laugh inappropriately. 6. Controlled sweat Blood and body fluids have a common origin. Sweat is one of the body fluids which comes from the space between the skin and muscles. As we have seen, blood and body fluids mutually interchange. When the blood is too thick, body fluids enter the blood vessels and thin it down. The classic of Jade Letter of the Golden Shrine says, Body fluids enter the blood vessels and change into blood. Because of the relationship interchange between body fluids and blood, a patient who is hemorrhaging should not be subjected to sweating and a patient who is sweating profusely should not have drying herbs, nor should a bleeding technique or acupuncture be used. Nor should a bleeding technique in acupuncture be used, rather. The spiritual axis in chapter 18 says, Big bleeding do not cause sweat. Big sweat do not cause bleeding. Since the heart governs blood, and this has a relation of mutual interchange with the body fluids of which sweat is part, the heart is related to sweat. A deficiency of heart key may often cause spontaneous sweating, while a deficiency of heart yin may often cause night sweating and the treatment should be aimed at tonifying the heart yang in the former case and heart yin in the latter. Furthermore, any profuse and continuous sweating in a patient with heart deficiency should be treated without delay, as a loss of sweat implies the loss of body fluids, which in turn will lead to a deficiency of blood because of the continuous interchange between blood and body fluids dreams. Since the heart stores the mind, it is, it is very closely related to sleep. The mind should reside in the heart and if the heart, particularly heart blood, is strong, the person will fall asleep easily and the sleep will be sound. If the heart is weak, the mind has no residence and it will float at night, causing inability to fall asleep, disturbed sleep or excessive dreaming. All dreams, therefore, are, in a way, related to the heart. Certain dreams, however, are more directly indicative of a heart disharmony. 
The simple, simple questions in chapter 80 says, When the heart is weak, one dreams of fires. If the dreams take place in summertime, one dreams of volcanic eruptions. The spiritual axis in chapter 43 says, When the heart is in excess, one dreams of laughing. When the heart is deficient, one dreams of mountains, fire and smoke. The heart loathes heat. Of all the exterior pathogenic factors, heat is the most pernicious to the heart. Strictly speaking, Chinese medicine holds that the heart cannot be invaded by exterior heat. The pericardium is closely related to the heart and can be invaded by exterior heat, which clouds the heart orifices. As the heart houses the mind, clouding of the, of the heart orifices can cause coma, delirium or aphasia. The heart controls speech. The heart influences speech and this relationship is manifested in different ways. A condition of heart fire will cause a person to talk a lot. On the other hand, invasion of the pericardium by heat can result in aphasia. Stuttering can be due to a heart disharmony, as explained above.